Welcome back to another episode of Words from the B-Side with your girl, Coach Nita. I'm glad you were able to tune in for another episode. This week, I hope you guys have had a good week. It will be Thursday when you guys hear this, so you'll be prepping for your weekend probably by that point. As we all are by the time Wednesday hits, right? Because I know by the time Wednesday's hit, I'm ready for it to be Friday. Anyway, I have a good interview for you guys tonight. But before we get to that, I want to just say that we're going to get into our ear to the street segment. And it's a little sad for me because it's just such a indication of where we are in life, where we are as people, where we are as a generation, where some of us haven't evolved to. Some of us have not transformed. It's And it's sad. Um, what I wanted to bring up was the death of Nipsey Hussle. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't know the brother. I actually didn't listen to any of his music. I didn't know what he rapped about. I really started to see him because of Lauren London, to be honest with you. I was never really into West Coast rappers. Other than, you know, who, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, you know, like major people. I really um, became a fan of the game. So, you know, those are the rappers that I really listen to. And but when I began to see him and really see him, he was out here speaking really positive. I knew he was uh, ex gang member. And a lot of people brought that to him because he was walking around being this example of what you can become despite your situation and your circumstances and if you know me and you followed me for a while you know that I have always been one to say you don't have to be where you came from you don't have to transform into what you saw you can really be whatever you want to be and even for me in my life I beat the odds you know I've had people tell me I shouldn't have made it. I shouldn't be here where I am today. I shouldn't be standing in front of them as a success story because I came from two parents who were addicts. We did not have a stable home. I moved around from place to place. You know, there was really no stable person in my life that was a parental figure that really took care of me. And so everything that I saw was something external from me. And I made a choice very early on to not only cling to my faith and trust God for something different than what I was seeing, but to also be better and to achieve better and to use the better that I saw to motivate me to get that. So I loved his message because he was showing the people around him that no matter what the situation and the circumstances say, that's not who you have to be. You don't have to be that. And to see him be gunned down, I mean, 
the video was on social media and that's a whole other thing right but to see that man walk up to him and shoot him like it 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 breaks my heart for one that we were actually able to see it all over social media but it breaks my heart that we have people in this world who feel like they have a right to take a life and not just anybody's life but someone who was impacting in a major way his entire community and it could I think it just hit me so deeply and even today like I think he's been gone now for a week a little over a week and just to see the outpouring of support to see the gangs coming together in his neighborhood to kind of, you know, carry on his legacy of unity and to put the violence away and how the LAPD was mourning his loss because of who he was and the bridge, the gap that he was doing for them, the the store just to be gunned down in front of a store you put in your community for your community. And I mean, listen, y'all, it, it, It pains me so deeply to see this young man being a good father. This man took him from his family, from his children, from any other Nipsey hustle that he would have created by just touching their lives with his story and his positivity and just being who he was. They really robbed us of a person who was trying to see us be more than what the world thinks we are to be more than what the world sees of us and to watch people mourn him and how deeply people have been grieving him. It just has done something to my spirit. I can't explain it for somebody I didn't know, but I could see him. You know what I'm saying? Like if you understand what that means, when you can actually see somebody, on my journey to a better me so that I can be the best me so that I can help other women get on the journey to a better them to help them heal and to forgive and to release and to purge and to transform their mind in order to be that person I have to transcend in thought I have to also be in a transformative state because I can't be the person I was and still teach them. I have to always grow. And so the the closer that I get to my creator and the and the more that I, you know, evolve as a woman, I feel so deeply and it's real. I feel very deeply and I feel very deeply for us as a people, us as a country that this is where we are. That this man thought it enough to just walk up and rob this man of his life in broad daylight over some foolishness. Because nothing that you ever take a life over makes sense unless you are defending yourself and your life. So I just want y'all to put into perspective that he probably didn't get up that morning with the idea in his mind that that was going to be his last day. But he probably lived every day to the fullest because he was out here working. He was on his way to a unity event. And so just keep that in mind, guys, because there is a lot going on in the world. And there are people who don't answer to anyone. So they feel no sympathy, empathy, compassion. They don't feel any of those things. 
So for him to be able to walk up to a man, shoot him, stand over him, shoot him, kick him to make sure he's dead. That is an indication that tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. No day beyond the moment that you live in, no moment beyond the moment that you live in is guaranteed. Watch who's around you. Be mindful of your situation, your circumstances, your surrounding, your circle. Who's in it? Because that man was in his circle of people, around his circle of people, to where he felt comfortable enough to be out and about in that area without a concern for his safety. Cherish life. Do the things that you want to do. Don't put off things that you are capable of doing, that you have the tools to do. And even if you don't see that you have the resources, walk in faith and just make the moves. Do what you have to do. If you have a desire in your heart and you have it in your mind to do, let it come forth. Because there is no time like the present to be everything that you are being called to be. And I will always uh, be praying for that man's family. And then even in the time of social media where they just can't keep anything to themselves, like they couldn't even let Lauren London's grief be private. Somebody had to be in the hospital recording her. And I'm sad for the time of social media. It's a beautiful thing for a lot of things, but it's very painful and detrimental for some things because in this time where they are grieving something that is very very painful to have your entire soul mate be stripped from you with no notice in great health career growing and blossoming and you guys are at the height of love and you have a beautiful young family in your mind you're thinking you have so much time but time is not on everybody's side everyone is not blessed with Many, many years to figure it out and get it right. So I don't, I don't want to dwell on it, but it just, it so deeply touched me because I realized that I have been the victim of always thinking I have another day or that I have more time. And that's why I, you know, I ch- attempt to give that message whenever I can, because it's a reminder to you, but it's also a reminder to me. We have to seize the day. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Seriously, guys, seriously. But yeah, prayers out to um, Norn London and his babies, his mother, his father, his brother, his sister, his the people that he was touching, the, the, the community that he left behind, the people that he had yet to touch and change their lives, the people whose lives he changed, the people who now have hope for a better tomorrow and are on the path to a better tomorrow and everyone that will pick up the torch and do the things that he had in motion for a better tomorrow for our community as people of color. He cared about that and um, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Okay, so away from the sadness of that moment because it touches me every time I talk about it. I want to go ahead and let you guys get into the interview tonight, which was an interview with Jim Jackson, who is the owner and operator of I'm Still Standing. She has her own podcast, I'm Still Standing. She has been a counselor. She's a speaker. She does workshops. She lives in Canada. And I keep telling her I'm going to come up there and hang out. I met her via the web 
And it's so funny because I met her via the web and had been meaning to reach out to her and never did. And then one day there was something going on on her website and I just messaged her to say, hey, you know, this thing is going on your website. And from that moment, we connected and we got on the phone and you would not have thought that wasn't my girlfriend. We chatted and chatted like we had to get off the phone. I will always say that I value this journey that God has me on because incredible people have crossed my path. And I've said it so much in the last few weeks because sometimes it amazes me the people that I have been allowed to encounter and that have been allowed to encounter me because I always pray that the positive impact they have on me I also have on them it's why we can have such a good connection you know when we do link up so I asked her to come on my podcast because she's a woman of faith very very strong faith I felt it in our very first exchange and it definitely came across in our podcast so I hope you guys enjoy we're talking about healing and forgiveness which was something I struggled with so it was definitely a topic I wanted to discuss on my podcast and I I probably have in the past but it's so much to unpack because healing and forgiveness they go hand in hand because if you don't fully forgive Not just the offense or the offender, but yourself for the role you feel you played in the situation that has created the pains that make it hard for you to forgive. You can't enter into a healing process that's going to be effective for you to grow beyond that situation. And a lot of people become shackled to their circumstance they become shackled to that situation that created pain they're a hostage to the forgiveness they are incapable of giving and a lot of times that forgiveness is the forgiveness that they need to give to themselves so I'm hoping that the podcast will help some people get free and give them some tips and some tricks and some tools they can utilize within themselves to help them get going on their way to enter into a healing process that they can commit to and get to the end of so that they can get closer to their promised place and they can be closer to the person that they're being called to be because we we are very clear that forgiveness and healing are very hard they're very hard when there's heart matters and pain associated but they are so necessary for growth So take the journey with us. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. I will provide all of her information so that you guys can reach out to her. She's a beautiful soul for anything that she may be able to do. If you're in the area and want to head to any of her events, um, you'll have all of that information to be able to do so and enjoy. And I'll see you guys on the other side. Please introduce yourself to my followers, ma'am. Sure. Hey, everyone. My name is Jem Jackson. I'm the Transformation Director at I'm Still Standing Incorporated, which is a business, but mainly really a ministry, a women's ministry, where we help women on their journey um, of healing and wholeness in Christ. So we help women, you know, if they're dealing with things like trauma, mental health, sexual abuse, all of those things that could be preventing them from moving on in their journeys. That's, that's our focus. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. So thank you. First of all, let me just tell people how we connected. Funny, because I had been watching you on social media, 
And I, I don't know if I had told you. Yeah, you know, because, you know, when you see somebody doing something really positive, like that kind of lines up with you and stuff you really like, I was like, I'm going to get on her podcast. <clears throat> you know, that's what I was thinking so at first. Funny. Like, I like her. And then, you know, you kind of get wrapped up in your day to day. And I just, I don't even know. I think it was something I was trying to look at on your website. And then I was like, oh, let me tell her, you know, and then we ended up just connecting and feeling like we had the same thing. And then look, this is for the listeners. We got on the phone and just started chatting. And I was like, I just love her. Like her, you know, you can feel the energy when you... Um, and it's the same, you know, I feel like along my journey of PBC, which, you know, I am a mindset coach and life strategist. And a lot of the things that I do coach around are definitely faith based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I allow God to lead me when I talk to women. And, you know, I pray first, I do all of that stuff, because I always wanted to keep him first in the business. And so the women that he has connected me to, or attracted to me or, you know, me attracted to them have all been that same, like amazing energy. Yeah. So, sure. you know, definitely. That's why I was like, I got to have her on the show. And, you know, I had a, you know, when I was working with my uh, last um, PR rep, I was like, just reach out to her. I want her on my show. I want her on my show. Aww. So uh, I was really excited when she messaged me back, like, okay, she responded. Hey, I feel special. <laughs> So what I want to talk about today and, you know, what we had kind of talked about because we're very, both very faith based was Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about forgiveness because, you know, I coach a lot of women who, and I like to coach women around past pains you know, things that they have experienced in life that are really kind of holding them back from that purposeful and intentional life. And a lot of those things, those past pains and hurts are due to their inability to forgive not just who wronged them but to forgive themselves Mm -hmm. so I kind of wanted us to talk about and just even from your perspective because I want to get more of your opinion since my followers always hear me (laughs) to talk a little bit about forgiveness and its importance to the process when you hint when you enter into the healing process, you know, what would be some of the things that you would say as far as even beginning to approach forgiveness from a realistic perspective? Oh, that is, that's um, a really good question. I think to start with, you need to be not in denial (laughs) anymore, Mm. right? Yeah. You have to recognize that, okay, there is something going on why I'm having, whether this stuckness in my life or why there's this roadblock um, and to recognize the root of that, because sometimes you don't realize that that unforgiveness is actually the root of Mm -hmm. the issues in our lives. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times it is, it really can be. Um, I can give you an example. When my father passed away, he was an activist and, you know, was very well known so his community family kind of took over the funeral and it was kind of hellish for our family it was yes (laughs) it was yeah it was hard but I didn't realize how deep the unforgiveness and the anger was Mm. and I started having like different health issues and different like like serious anger issues but I wasn't putting two and two together to say it's the unforgiveness that's affecting me so badly. Right. And only when I was able to say, okay, there is something there and I can't keep that unforgiveness there. 
yeah. and then I was able to start the process, the healing process. I mean, if we don't acknowledge it, then we can't even do it. You can't, can't even do start. It. Right. And you, I think you made a really good point, like how the, the pain and the hurt and the inability to forgive manifested itself in your health. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a great and powerful point to make that we don't realize just how much those feelings, you know, those emotions get into our spirit and they really mm-hmm. affect us on every every level from a holistic perspective. And I think that's one of the big things, right, that should be a driver for anyone. Because I, I have been the person that would hold a grudge, honey, forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could step on my toe and I would never speak to you again. Wow. And, I mean, I was bad. I was bad. But what I realized as I've evolved, you know, and I'm continuing to grow as a woman, is that that was me being angry about everything, you know, Every wrong, every, you could never wrong me if I loved you. You couldn't do it. You couldn't be human. Mm. Too, when you say acknowledge, you know, that there is something, you know, you have to go back to the beginning sometimes. I always often tell people you have to sometimes go back to move forward. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Because you can't even see. I mean, I've, I've coached women who, who couldn't even see that something from so long ago was really showing up in their lives and affecting, you know, the new things that God was delivering into their lives. And so you make a really good point. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's going to suck the life out of every blessing that he brings to you and you won't be able to enjoy the fruits of what you've invested in life because you are holding on to something that you should have long for you know forgiven so we'd say your first thing is to just acknowledge yes to just acknowledge and then the next thing is even though you might have a right a quote-unquote right to this unforgiveness because sometimes um sometimes the stuff that's done to us or you know, it's horrible. Like a lot of the women I speak to and I do, I don't do one-on-one coaching. I do more group, group stuff. So like retreats, workshops, talks, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's things that are horrible, childhood Mm -hmm. sexual abuse, um, infidelity, like even gun violence. There's so many things. Um, So you might feel like, of course I have the right to this unforgiveness, but even so, um, does that unforgiveness serve you? Is it mm. if it's not then you know as much as we might feel like we do have the right yeah and forgiving the person doesn't mean or even forgiving ourselves doesn't mean that what happened was okay and right. I think separating those two is really important because I think sometimes we think if we forgive that means we are justifying or okay with whatever happened and that's right. not necessarily true right I mean, and I don't think it's true in most cases, right? I think, you know, I think maturity and time and learning more about who we are and really just learning, um, like I said, about humanness. You know, my dad was, um, he was a great person. And I, I, I share this story often because I like for people to understand the origin, you know, of, of how this evolved into this person that they see. Beautiful, uh, creative, talented, all of those amazing things. He was everything. Mm -hmm. 
But at the same time, he was this troubled, troubled soul who didn't have the resources to fix the things inside of him that were broken. So those broken things tended to overshadow the beautiful things about him, you know, because we only notice sometimes the bad things, right? Mm -hmm. So he did a lot of things to me as a child. He did a lot of things to my mother. And sadly, I was in my 30s when he passed away suddenly. And it was the first time in my entire life that I actually was able to sit and see him as a human being. And I was actually able to see the struggles that he had. And I was actually able to acknowledge that he just didn't have the right resources to deal with his pain. Therefore, he inflicted pain on others. So the lack of forgiveness kind of robbed me of many things when it came to him. And, you know, so I never want people to um, be robbed of time and experiences because they are not clear about who we are as individuals. You know, we grow, we evolve, we change. And everything that I held on to robbed me of the ability to even have my, my son around him, just all of those things. And so, you know, I think that it, that was the time in my life where it became that they weren't mutually exclusive, mm. you know, I forgiveness is necessary. It's necessary for your growth. It's necessary for you to elevate and evolve to the next level of your life. It's necessary to open the universe so God can bless you. Like it's oh, yeah. necessary. And the Bible talks about that, right? Like the Bible yeah. talks about that, that we have to forgive those just as God forgave us. Yes. Right? Yes. So we, it, we have to, it's one of those things. And it doesn't mean, I mean, I understand, like, when I talk to folks and they're like, but you don't get it, like, it's really hard. I Trust me, I get it. It's mm. hard. But it's not for us to lean on our own strength. Mm. We have to lean on the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, we're not doing this alone. We're not in this alone. That's you right. know, it's, we have to lean on the Holy Spirit and just ask God to make our burden light and to help us, to help us in this journey of forgiveness because that's really the only way that i mean we'll be able to forgive some of these things that is and especially forgive ourselves yeah oh yeah because i and what i noticed too is even the forgiveness of of self sometimes you can forgive a person and you're forgiven you're interacting with them you're still communicating with them but when you're home in your room you're like oh why did i that was stupid of me. What were you thinking? And you're beating yourself up for the entire experience, though you've let them off the hook. Yeah, it's and, so true. You know, that's the, to me, that's the tragedy. Because a lot of the times the forgiveness isn't even for the person that we fail to enter into the, you know, we, we fail to enter, enter into the healing process because we fail to forgive us. Mm-hmm. For allowing ourselves. I can't believe I let them do this. I can't believe I, what was I thinking? Who do I think I am? That was stupid. I mean, how many times have you, how many times, I mean, I'm, you know, as we evolve, we become better, but how many times in the evolution process did you feel that way? Oh, (laughs) so many times, (laughs) so many times. And I'm a thinker. So I go over, the situation a million times yes like okay if i had done it this way or oh i should have done it that way or if this had happened or if i didn't oh so many 
times like some of the situations I look back on in my life like now thank god I'm able to laugh at a lot of them and be like I don't even know how I got through this or what made these decisions. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, that kind of unforgiveness of yourself can lead into shame and mm. that guilt and shame that isolates. And um, I really feel like that's a huge tactic of the enemy. Because if God can forgive me, who am I to now say, oh, God can forgive me, but I can't forgive myself. Mm. My is my authority bigger than God's? I mean, right. you know, when you really think of it, it's so erroneous. You know, it is. It is so erroneous. Like for us to think, like Jesus forgave us. For us to think that we cannot forgive ourselves, it's 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 so wrong. But I know it's a deep inner work. Sometimes it takes time it does. and micro evolutions to get to that point where we can say, okay you know, I've forgiven myself for these things or for whatever it is. Yeah. And I think, I think it, it, it is the process and you made a good point because I was going to ask you that about limitations on time. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, I was just, uh, I just hosted an event this weekend and I was talking to the ladies who came out about, you know, a process entering into any type of process where you're being processed and you're going through things and you're processing and you, you know, you're being refined and fine tuned and, you know, transformed. Should there be a time? And I always tell them to just be graceful in those moments because there's going to be some pain. What would you say to people who enter in and get down on themselves because they think they should be done? It shouldn't take this long. What should, you know, I should be, I should be through this by now. Well, to answer the question on should there be a time limit, yes and no is my answer. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because, no, because of course these things take time. You have to be gentle with yourselves. But at the same time, I do think that we should hold ourselves accountable because you don't want to get to the end of your life and you've lived it completely miserable, completely unfulfilled because... Mm of this unforgiveness so that's Mm -hmm. why my answer is yes and no and I used to practice counseling for five years and one thing I always used to tell my clients is there's no way around the fire Mm. get to this healing you have to walk through the fire Mm. when you walk fast when you walk slow through the fire and it burns but you get you come out refined after you walk through the fire yeah, that's a great way to look at it. You know, one of the coaches, I love what she said, Trina, she's a, she's a love coach. I love what she said the other day. She said, take the time you need, but don't take all the time you have. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cute? I love it. And it, yeah. it, it gives you the incentive to say, yes, I am allowed to feel my feelings. I am allowed to process through my pain. I am allowed to you know, visit the places that hurt me, but I'm only allowed to visit so that I can heal those things. And those wounds can turn into scars and I can keep moving. Exactly. Because if I wallow in it and I'm just hanging out in the painful place, I'm never going, I'm going to get comfortable there. You know, there's so much comfort in the familiar, even if it's painful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it's funny because I'm hosting a retreat and next week, actually, I can't believe it's coming. Wow, it's here. It's here. It's a retreat in Blue Mountain in Canada, which is like a ski resort area. And our theme is uncovering the dysfunctions of our hearts. And really, it's about exactly what you just said, like 
uncovering those things that we've grown to be so comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dysfunctions, but <laughs> do we recognize them as such? Usually not, right? right? But a lot of them prevent us from being who God has called us to be. And it's time, like, I really feel like it's time that w- as women and as believers that we stop playing around and we right. we address these things because it's not okay. There's too many people. I've met too many people, myself included, that took too long to deal with this um, this stuff, whether it's trauma, whatever it is, because it really stunts you. We don't have unlimited time on this earth. We don't. And every single person was created with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you take 50 years of your life to come through, I mean, God bless you that at 50 years, you finally did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow for the healing, but you don't have, you don't have the same amount of time on this mm-hmm. earth to make the same amount of impact you would have made if you did it maybe at age 30 instead of right. age 50. I remember this, um, I was doing a workshop um, for my friend's church. And during the icebreaker, I kid you not, during the icebreaker, one of the ladies shared her testimony about a sexual assault that happened. And she was an older lady, maybe maybe in her late 50s, 60s. And she was just like, this is the first time I'm ever talking about this, ever. And that was during the icebreaker. We were literally just saying our names. Like, and that's what she did. Yeah, 50s or like early 60s. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's a wonder, especially as people of faith walking around with this pain and this hurt and believing that I really believe one of the biggest lies of the enemy is believing that God can't heal us right from these things and walking around with this stuff like it's supposed to be there when it's really not. It's really not. It's really not. And once we become uncomfortable with those things, that we're comfortable with that we shouldn't be. I think, I really think that's when the process starts because we have to acknowledge that it's not okay. Yeah. And I think that's true. I think you make a really good point. It's, I say, get comfortable being uncomfortable because only in that uncomfortable place do you grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that we cheat ourselves a lot of time out of the time it takes to grow because we're hanging around in that fictitious comfort zone because that really doesn't exist if you are, if you're a believer, you're always shooting for evolution because your faith gives you hope that God is going to deliver on his promises to you. And so you have to live, you have to live no matter what it feels like, because the pain, what did they say? The Bible says weeping may endure for one night, you know, uh, but joy will come. And I think that if we can just keep our eyes on that promise that God made to us, the healing process will not necessarily be easier because I also think that's a fallacy that as a Christian, you're never going to go through anything. You know, I really believe in all honesty, as Christians, we probably go through the most because we're always, our faith is always being fine tuned, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So just the acknowledgement that, okay, it might hurt today, but I believe that on the other side of this is everything that I'm supposed to get from it and switching your mindset around what pain, what hurt, what forgiveness, what healing, switching your mindset up on what those things actually mean. So they become more significant to us in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, for sure. And I think another thing we get caught up on is the person, if it's a person that you know offended us or did something 
And one thing that helps me, there's two things that help me with that. Cause I feel like at least for me, that's the biggest barrier in forgiveness is like the focus is on the person. Like they did this, they're so horrible. Uh, they're awful and they become kind of this, um, this fixated thing that I'm just, right. <laughs> you know, shooting all the They become there. the thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, two things that help me. One is remembering that, you know, God loves them just as much as he loves me. Right. And to keep on meditating on that. And, you know, at first in a couple of situations, right. like, Lord, really, really, you sure you love them just as much as you love me? Or do right. you know them really? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, no, well, he forgave me and um he's forgiven them just as he's forgiven me and he loves them just as much as he loves me and when i really try to get that revelation in whatever situation it is the person becomes that fixated object um of all the anger the unforgiveness it's all their fault even though i i probably have part to do in whatever happened as well yeah but um just remembering that Jesus loves them just as much as he loves me and really trying to have a revelation of that. Like not just thinking about it, but really understanding that, you know, I'm his daughter. He loves me so much. And I, I've had a revelation of that, you know, being a believer that he loves me. It's like, I'm the only one. Yeah. But then understanding that he just, he loves them just the same. Right. Really, Like he really does. It's amazing. I never even put it in that perspective, right? Because as now that I'm in this um, space where I'm really having to learn to just heal and grow and develop and push myself to forgive me more. Cause you know, I, you know, my situation, I have a situation that I am still really kind of processing through because it doesn't make sense to me. Right. So the healing in that situation is, very difficult if I can just be transparent. It's very difficult because I don't understand. Like, you know, sometimes we're seeking this understanding of something Uh, and you can put, you know, your take in on it. But I think the lack of understanding as to why something happens and because we don't fully have control, it stops us from being able to, the understanding stops us from being able to forgive. So that's my next thing that helps me <laughs> addresses that um, is also remembering because at least for me, I know I can get so fixated on a person or a thing. Yeah. Remembering Ephesians six twelve, we wrestle mm. not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Yes. So yeah. a lot of times it's not even, it's not even, it's not the person, not the situation, not the workplace, Yeah. you know, it's principalities and powers and when you learn how to pray like there's been situations where stuff are happening in my life like crazy stuff and then it will bounce around from this person then it's this person I'm like whoa what's going and then I realized oh shoot yeah this is and I'm not trying to make everything out to be an attack of the enemy but sometimes it is yeah it is an attack and it's coming from all these different places so I need to pray differently I need to not pray I, I need to not pray, like, I get, you know, not pray about that specific person. I need to pray about, you know, in general, about whatever situation it is, whether it's finances or my marriage or, yeah. you know what I mean? I have to change yeah. the way I pray. I've seen crazy, crazy breakthrough that way. Just, just acknowledging and being able to recognize when it's not the person, it's, 
it's not that particular person. There's principalities and powers that we wrestle against. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're mm. really not. So sometimes when, as you said, we don't understand there's things happening, we can't put two and two together. I encourage everyone to just pray differently. Look at the situation with spiritual eyes. Ask the Lord to sharpen your spiritual senses so you can see, mm. you know, you can see what's going on, even if you don't completely understand it, but you can right. pray differently. Right. That's awesome. I Listen, that was transformative for me because I think that as I process through certain things, like I'll say, uh, I was, I, and I've, I've been given this message about, connection because I listened to a sermon must have been a week ago about plugging into the source mm-hmm. and I was like it was just confirmation when I always say stay connected to God so you don't have to reconnect and as you stay connected to him no matter what you're experiencing he'll guide even if it's a difficult situation that you're navigating your eyes are fixated on him Mm-hmm. That way, like you said, your spiritual eyes, you know, they're sharper. You have clearer vision. You know, your ability to discern when God is speaking and when it's you speaking or when it's the enemy speaking um, mm-hmm. to get you off track. All of that stuff is more refined as you continue to build yourself, you know, and your relationship with God as those things continue to grow. It doesn't necessarily. And you know what we could say? We could say it in some instances can be easier in some instances be as hard, but if you are keep your eyes focused on, you know, God and you stay connected to him, you can navigate it a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good point. I never even thought about that and, and, and switching up your prayer life and how you pray and what you pray for and being very distinct because I think God likes when we communicate with him. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, when we're open, when we're honest, when we're candid, because he knows us better than we know us. So we, we're not going to go to him with anything that he can't handle or understand or, or you know, that he doesn't know we're going to come to him with. Exactly. So, you know, when that, when it becomes hard to navigate forgiveness and it becomes hard to navigate the process of healing when you're in it, that is the best advice ever to stay connected and stay in prayer. Yeah, that's sure. awesome. And sometimes um, we forget, we forget sometimes some of these things we need to fast as well. I've recently, it's funny because I've been a believer for, since I was seven and fasting was never, I mean, it was something I did when my church kind of did it. and mm-hmm. But I've had a new revelation just for the power of, fasting and praying and Mm -hmm. um in the new testament jesus says like some of these things can only come out through fasting and prayer and i've had i've really seen the difference when we set aside when we turn over our plate and set aside um, the social media or the tv or whatever and Mm -hmm. concentrate and pray and just set aside that time for the lord it can it can do wonders wonders like if you're I encourage everybody like if you're struggling in with unforgiveness and healing different areas in your life that need healing just set aside some time to fast and pray even if if it's one day a week that you dedicate Mm -hmm. and I I guarantee you'll see a difference because it's not in your strength it's really not in your once you realize it's not in your strength you can't will yourself to forgive like (laughs) forgive 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 (laughs) right right it doesn't work 
<laughs> right. Cause I mean, we're human, right? And we could say, we could be that girl I used to be and be like, nope. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Don't come over here. Don't talk to me and holding a grudge for 20 years over something that's really stupid. Yep. You know, that, that you, that, that is holding you hostage and not allowing your blessings to be released to you because you are hostage to something that you have refused to forgive. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. So tell me, is there anything else you would suggest as far as being a key component or something you want to share about forgiveness that we didn't touch on before I ask you this other question? Not that I, no, I don't think so. Okay. We, 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 did we hit it all? I think so. I think we covered quite a bit. I think so too. So I want to tell you, I want to ask you this, and this is like one of my last things we have covered that we believe, you know, some people believe, don't really realize, right, that forgiveness is not for the other person or the situation or the thing that we are having these issues with. So say, for instance, you decide to drop your guard, you allow yourself to be processed, you're praying through it, you've decided to extend this forgiveness, but the forgiveness is not reciprocated. How do you even process through that? Because that can derail anyone from ever entering into a process of healing after forgiveness ever again. Yeah, it, it can definitely be very discouraging. That's a hard question. I mean, I would say you just have to move on because, and I would go, I would kind of start with it before you even go to um, talk to the person mm -hmm. and just decide in your mind that you're not really looking for their um, approval. You're just, you know, you're letting them know that you have forgiven them, but you're not necessarily expecting that reciprocation. Mm -hmm. I think if you, you know, go in there with just, you know, with that, you're going to communicate that to them. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the best way to go about it. Uh, but I mean, it's, uh, there's no, there's nothing wrong with um, being vulnerable as well. If you do want to mm -hmm. express that, you know, I would like an apology as well. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. I just don't, I think we just have to prepare ourselves not to depend on their forgiveness for us to move on because we can't control other people. Right. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what they're dealing with and way, where they are in their journey. In order, I mean, I remember um, one time, we have very similar stories in terms of our fathers. My father, was, he was amazing. He was amazing. He was an activist. He was amazing. Very, very well known in Canada and in the UK. And he was horrible to my mother, horrible, mm -hmm. and to his his wife before her as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember, I forgot how old I was. I was a teenager, but I was going, I was really going through it because I was a daddy's girl. But at the same time, I was, I held so much anger cause, because we're so much alike in so many ways, but mm -hmm. I also held so much anger against him for everything he did. Okay. And one day I just told him, you know what, dad, I forgive you. And his response, his response was interesting. There was no acknowledgement. I mean, we had gone through, because of the domestic violence, we were homeless and mm -hmm. all this. So it was like, it was rough. It yeah. was really rough. Mm -hmm. So this was after us living in multiple homeless shelters and whatever. And finally um, being reunified with him and being able to have visits with him and stuff. And he just said like, oh, you don't know what was going on, you know? 
you don't understand you were a kid i'm like um i understand, really, I understand uh, enough that some stuff yeah. wasn't right yeah so you know I, I it was an interesting and for some reason as a teenager that didn't really i don't know it was interesting I, I can't remember what the process was like at that time in that part of my journey but i don't remember feeling defeated right. i do remember still feeling like no like i still forgive you even though you don't acknowledge anything right. <laughs> i don't even think like, that takes like you may not have recognized in that moment the strength it took you to do that and i think what you're saying is very significant when we forgive it's that saying we're doing it for us so mm-hmm. if you can keep in your mind that you are really trying to get to the place that you are your best self Mm -hmm. operating on your highest level of self and you want to treat people in the manner of which you want them to treat you you have to go into things without the expectation that it's going to be returned and I don't say be absent of expectation anymore because I don't I don't subscribe to that anymore Mm -hmm. I believe that we should have a spirit of expectancy but I do believe that like you said as we are incapable of controlling outcomes when dealing with other individuals we have to go in knowing that this is for us and it's a part of our growth process so no matter how they receive that because even again they may have feelings about the fact that you were big enough to come to them Mm -hmm. they may not react to you in that way but again you never know what people are going through you never know what they've been through You never know their experience with these types of things before. And so they're going to react based on what they feel in that moment. And if they're not mature, that's how I look at it. If they're not mature and evolving in their faith and their relationship with God, they're not going to come to that conversation mature either. They're not going to come to that with that enlightenment. So go for you. Always go into the room for those conversations for you and the person that you are being called to be. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I think that's a good that's a good way to look at it. So do you have any parting? I, this was good. This helps me free me of some things because I am in the place in my life where even though I am kind of not kind of, but I am evolving and growing and, you know, I'm seeing myself in different lights and I'm shedding some things that were holding me back, but I'm still human and I still have things that I'm still working through. So it helps me to always get insight into what other people feel about forgiveness, because that has always been a challenge for me as an individual, you know, especially when I don't feel like it was right. I wasn't deserving. And then I'm still talking to you. We're friends now, but I'm mad at myself and I'm coming home at night mad at myself because I let you do whatever it is that you did. So holding myself hostage and being in bondage to a decision a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, a situation, still processing through some of that stuff. So this was really healing and therapeutic for me because I'm always committed to the process of growth and healing. And I hope that we were able to give that to somebody else. So do you have anything else you'd like to impart before you tell everybody where they can reach you? Um, No, just that I pray that everyone listening experiences a special touch from God after listening to this podcast and that if there's any areas of unforgiveness or healing, I just encourage you to 
not be afraid of it. Sometimes it can look scary, but Jesus can handle it. He can handle anything. So, you know, uncover those dysfunctions and just get ready to walk through the fire and you'll be all right. Yes, I love it. Um, So tell everybody where they can reach you. Okay, so you can reach me at my website, imstillstandingseries.com, or you can email me at info at gemjackson.com, and it's gem with a J, J-E-M jackson.com. Also, if you're in Canada, check out Eventbrite. <laughs> it would, um, I'm coming. I'm coming to Canada. Right? You should. Canada yes. Our retreat is called I'm Still Standing Women's Retreat. We'll be having it annually as well as like events throughout the year, workshops. Um, We just had a live podcast recording two weeks ago, which was awesome. So yeah, check us out. Yeah. Oh, and oh, on social media, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, don't forget your social handles. Right? Um, on Instagram, I'm J-E-M underscore Jackson. That's really the best one. Or I'm still standing series on, on Instagram as well. And Facebook, just Jem Jackson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear, for coming on. I'm excited um, for everyone to get their blessing from what we have been able to share here. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Usually I'm the host, so it's nice to be (laughs) there. Yes, ma'am. All right, loves. I hope you were as blessed by that conversation as I was. I always get to uh, listen again as I do my edits and it was just a blessing like to me and so I hope that everything that Jim and I shared with you will be a blessing to you like I said earlier you know healing and forgiveness is is a journey it's not easy it's it takes a lot of time dedication it really takes a personal commitment to get to the end of it and like she said in the conversation there's no way to get around it you have to walk through it And no matter what pain you experience walking through it, everything that you gain on the other side of it is worth everything that you had to experience on the journey through to your breakthrough. So please be sure to reach out to her if you're in her local area or if you want to listen to her podcast and follow her, please do on all her social handles. She's as beautiful as she sounds, her whole energy, her personality, everything. And I am honored that she was a guest. So as far as PBC loves, there's always things going on that I want to share with you before you pop out of here. And just to let you guys know, I am still every month doing coffees and combos in the local DMV area at the Ragamuffin Coffee Shop. That'll probably go on until maybe June. And then there's going to be some reconfiguration. I have to do some reconfiguration. Also, the Be Powerful workshop where we're tapping into personal power and getting to the bottom of what's inside of us so we can walk in truth, deal with the things that have not allowed us to truly be our best selves and tap into our personal power. We'll deal with all those things in a four hour workshop. And we're also going to have, like I told you guys before, a bonus workshop of identifying your purpose. A lot of people struggle with what that is. But if you are still and you are in prayer and you are connected and you are focused and you are ready to live a purposeful and intentional life, you will sit and take the time needed to get the connection necessary to have your purpose revealed to you. And I always tell people your purpose is really connected to service. So something that you do with ease, that's a blessing to other people's lives. I'm telling you, 
it typically is connected to your purpose. So she's going to come share a word with you, Tanisha Yerby from Undefined Grace. Very excited to have her in the building. So guys, get your tickets. All that stuff is available on Eventbrite right now. Early bird tickets for that is $55 catered breakfast, snacks, uh, course material, all of those things. Great connections, conversation, hot seat coaching, all of that is going to be going on there. And I'm excited about it. It's the first formal workshop that I've put on since P- PBC's inception. So I'm really excited about that. Also get on the mailing list if you are on it. It gives you insight into all the different things that are coming up in PBC, as well as any group coaching programs, any training, any specials, and a way to contact me if you ever want to get on my calendar. I'll probably be closing out in the fall my one-on-one coaching schedule just because I want to make a little bit more space in my calendar for the group coaching. So if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, you should go to www.purposefullybecoming.com without the E and jump on my calendar for a 30 minute consultation. And we can talk about if PBC is right for you. Anyway, guys, I love you guys. I hope you have a very blessed week. I hope that you were blessed by this podcast. And remember something that I always say, afford yourself the same grace you so often afford others unknowingly. Blessings.